3: Hey everybody. Welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm in here every week with some wonderful women from the Philadelphia area uh, and across the country as well who are doing some great things, and they come in and share their stories with us. And today I'm thrilled to have in the studio with me Jennifer McDevitt, and Jennifer is the founder of Fabulous Shoe Night, um, which started here in Philadelphia, actually, and has grown across the country. So thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Um, I'd like to spend a little bit of time um, talking about your background and uh, give the listeners an idea of where you grew up and, and where you went to school. Okay. I grew
1: up in North Jersey. Um, my parents met and married in Hoboken, so, um, my father, when he was growing up, he was a dead ringer for Mar- Marlon Brando. Oh, So, nice. I, I know that they filmed the movie On the Waterfront in Hoboken. So, my father was chased down the street by, you know, crowds of girls.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he could get into any restaurant.
1: <laughs> so, um, my parents then, you know, moved to Bergen, Bergen County, where I was raised, And um, I was raised in a a town called Upper Saddle River, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was very, very nice. Um, I think the thing about uh, uh, my childhood, which is the most important, which has really, I think, made me who I am today, you probably can't tell now, but I grew up as a, a, a lifelong stutterer. And from um, from 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 the time I learned how to talk, yes, right, right. and it really shaped, I think, who I am as a person. And um, you know, I think when you have anything like that, you have what I call a very intimate relationship with um, humiliation. Um, and you just get almost a a daily dose of it all the time. And I think um, as a child, I was a mouse. I was always very, very nervous. I was terrified I'd be called on. And I think my whole life I heard, you can't because. And that then later turned into, I can't because. So I don't think I really went as far in my life as I might have been capable of. Um, I became a nurse. I was a, a, a wound care nurse, but I think maybe if I didn't have, you know, my, what I used to call a defect, because I felt flawed, um, I think I, I probably would have been a doctor. I don't know. I don't know, but I really, really let it hold me back my oh. whole life. And I look back now and I really wonder what I would have done, but now I see that everywhere I've been, Everything I've done, everything I am, has led me to where I am now, and
3: it's really kind of awesome. Yeah, when you when you talk about um, hearing, you can't, you can't. Were people actually saying that to you, Absolutely. or was that a voice in your own head? Absolutely
1: no. Really? No. Yeah. You know, I was always told you can't because, I mean. Um, I think girls as a whole can be cruel, and I'm the mom of, of only boys, and I thank God for that. Yes. Um, so I think that, you know, I was a cute girl, and I think that, um, you know, girls can be very, very competitive. So it was something they seized on, even from a very young age. And I, when I was younger, it was discovered that I can sing. And, but I could never have any of the parts in like grease or, you know, fiddler on, on the roof or anything because they also entailed parts where you would speak. So I was told by my teachers, well, you can't.
3: Wow. Now, that that's remarkable to me. I would think of all people that a teacher, if that was something you aspired to and wanted to do, that they would... Choose to put you in a in a position like that to help you overcome you know your fears.
1: They did modify it, and I don't think it was really it was really my fears. I mean, it's showbiz when you do when
3: you're when you have
1: a part in these high school you know uh, plays and things. You've I just think you've got to pull it off. So actually, in Fiddler on the Roof, um, I think it was only in a rehearsal I was the ghost, fr- fr- Frumacera. And um, I remember my um, music teacher came up to me and said, had I had any idea that you had that in you, I would have given you that part. Because I was just such a mouse. I was just a mouse. Yeah.
3: That's so hard. I mean, we talk a lot in here about young girls growing up, you know, um, without a, a challenge like that. Um, and there's a constant lack of self-esteem. Constant. Constant. Um, yeah. And I, and we carry it with us. Constant. You know, as older women. Um, And you talked about, you know, saying what maybe you would have done growing up had you not had that. Um, You know it's never too late. To start over. It's never too late. It's never too late. If you want to go to medical school, you can go to medical school. No,
1: I don't <laughs> want to go to medical school. I'm tired. You're tired. <laughs>
3: um, so, talk to me about you know, at some point you, you graduated high school and you had to start thinking about what, what it was you did want to do. And yeah. um, you went off to college. I went to college. I went to Bridgewater
1: State College in uh, Br- Bridgewater, Massachusetts, which has been in the news this week, actually. Oh, I
3: didn't see. What's in Bridgewater,
1: happening. there was. A grade school of um, a football team and there was a little boy that also had a, a speech impediment okay. and he was getting teased and the boys on the team um, all really kind of just banded around him and said no we really love this kid and I was like that's my oh, college town It's yes. Bridgewater Massachusetts and yeah. I was really happy about that yeah, yeah. so um I have a psychology degree, Mm -hmm. and then I realized after college I really couldn't do too, too much with that unless I went on and and got a master's degree. So um, at that point, I thought, I really think I want to be a nurse. So I went and I became a nurse, and I was a wound care nurse.
3: Mm. That's hard.
1: I loved it so much. I loved it. And
3: and were you working in Massachusetts? No,
1: I was working here in Pennsylvania at that point. I liked wound care. I mainly worked in nursing homes and people in nursing homes don't get better. But I knew that if I were to treat the wound how I knew it would heal it up, it could honestly change their lives. Yeah. And it did.
3: Yeah. How many years were you a nurse? Oh, I'm going
1: to say maybe four to five and then I got married and I had babies and then once I, I was eight months pregnant with our first son Matthew who's now 17 I, I didn't work anymore and yeah. I was home and I, the I made a choice to be home and I knew I was lucky that I had that choice because not everyone does mm-hmm. but I was so bored. It's not fun. It's not fun. I don't know. I mean, it could just be me, but I was very, very bored at home. And I remember calling my mom, and I'm saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so bored. And my mother goes, I don't know how you can be bored when there's ironing and vacuuming and laundry. And I was like, (laughs) wonderful things to do at home. (laughs) So exciting. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not up for all that stuff. So, you know, I became what I called resentful bored. I was resentful bored and and I was so you know I was very very puzzled by my own I guess feelings in the sense that I knew I had what's known as the American dream. I had everything. I had a husband. I have a beautiful home. I have the choice to be home and raise my children. And I loved them, of course. I mean, you know, but I just there was something in me that needed more. And my husband said, You know, I, I can understand how you would feel. He said, I married a very intelligent woman and now you're you're you're, you know, cooking and vacuuming and no, it's not fun. He said, said whatever you want to do I'll help you do it. And I was like okay but I just don't know what it is I want to do. So um I knew I did not want to go back to being a nurse.
3: Wh- just, why do you think that was?
1: Um I knew that I would I had been out of it at that point for about 14 15 years mm-hmm. so I would have to go back, you know, more or, re-certified. or less, go, yeah, yes. yeah. And that's just a lot of work and and while I missed the people aspect of being a nurse, um, I just didn't want to do it. It just wasn't where my heart was. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is um, I can't say I am a religious person, but like um, I believe in God and I, I feel that he and I have a very good relationship, let's just say. So when I, I didn't know what it was I wanted to do, I felt almost that I was not making good use of the life I was given. Mm-hmm. Now, I've mm-hmm. lost friends. Um, you know, to cancer and stuff. And I, I, I really felt I know that life is a gift. And I didn't feel as though I was using that gift. Um, I didn't feel like I was making the most of my gift. So when everyone was in bed at night, and they were all asleep, I would cry. And I would, I would talk to God and I would say, use me, tell me what it is you want me to do. Cause I don't know, but I know there's something more out there for me. Show me what it is. Mm-hmm. So I would always kind of add a little disclaimer on the end and say, I don't want to be an organ donor just yet. Just give me a little more time here. That's a not what I want. Disclaimer on the end of your yeah. prayer. Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm married to a lawyer, so I know. No, but. <laughs> so I probably really, you know, had that, uh, I guess it was a nightly conversation mm-hmm. um, for about eight or nine months. And then I had a week And I'm going to say it was a week from hell. It was just like the most horrible week. Not anything really, really bad with like, you know, people getting diagnosed with anything horrible or. But I just had had a really rough week. I I had done. um, I'm going to say about. I don't know. It was about three thousand dollars worth of damage on a brand new car I had. And a bummer. Yes. And that was a big bummer. And uh-huh. then I guess it was about two days after that when, you know, when you kind of have a new car and you get that first ding or that first dent, and after that, you're kind of nervous mm-hmm. because, oh, no, now, you know, it's obvious I can't drive very well, so <laughs> <laughs> I got to be really careful. So um, I guess it was two days after that I was due to, to, to like, drive into Philly by, by myself. And I normally don't do that, you know? I'm a Delaware County girl here. So it was a monsoon. It was high, high winds, very heavy rains. It was a horrible day. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm a big girl. I'm 44. I can do this. I, what, were,
3: what was taking you into town?
1: Um, I was going to a luncheon at the Bellevue for St. Joe Prep Moms. Okay. And I am a St. Joe, Joe Prep Mom. Oh, right. Actually, at that point, my son wasn't even in the prep yet. He was still an eighth grader. Like, we knew he he was in, but okay. he, he, he wasn't yet a freshman there yet. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought I'm going to go. I'm going to meet moms. It'll be fun. Well, I had no idea that it would be a Monsoon Day. So the, the luncheon was held at the Bellevue and I knew I could park right there in, in the Bellevue. So I, I love shoes. So I put on a pair of like four inch pumps and, you know, even though it was a monsoon day, well, I had no idea that the uh, f- 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 flower show was also in town. So oh there was boy. no parking. It's one of the
3: biggest events of the year. There was year. nothing. And,
1: yeah. There was nothing for, I mean, miles, it seemed. There was yeah. no parking at all. And it was a monsoon. So my GPS is telling me turn right here and I can't because the parking lot is full and I'm... I was like, I can't turn, I can't turn. And oh, I was no. talking to the GPS like, <laughs> I can't do it, you know. What's her name? What do you oh, call her? Oh, she's so annoying. So, <laughs> so, so what happened was I finally found indoor parking, and it, it was in a high rise. So I was going around and around and around that little narrow ramp, you know, that takes you up. And mm-hmm. it was a really narrow ramp. And here I am. I'm still nervous after my fender yes, bender I had. Yes. So I was on level like you, and there was no parking, so I finally found a nice, big, big, wide parking uh, spot, and I thought, okay, great, good. So I pull in, and I hear the same metal on metal sound that I had heard two two nights prior when I had my little. Uh, fender bender and do you know how you instantly start to panic and your body has a reaction your palms get wet and your armpits are moist and you just feel sick so I thought oh dear god in heaven now what do I do so I pulled out and I heard this same metal sound and I was like I don't know what it is because I'm in a really big wide you know parking area here well there were low hanging pipes and they almost ripped my my roof rack off of my roof and they gouged my roof Wow! So I'm crying and screaming, wow. and I'm on the phone with my husband, and he's like, "What do you want me to do? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Why are you calling me?" So I went and I found another parking s- spot, and now I had to walk about four to f- to five blocks in the monsoon. In the monsoon, and your four inch pumps in my four inch heels to th- to the Bellevue. So. The wind was so high and the rain was so hard, I felt like Mary Poppins. Like, it was up in the air. And I'm getting wet. My hair, my face, my clothes. I'm soaked to the bone. Uh. So I finally see the Bellevue. And the doorman there was like, he was like... A beacon to me and he's like come in come
4: in out of the rain oh, poor and lady I, yeah. <laughs> and I
1: was a drowned rat and I instantly I felt like he and I had a moment like he was protecting me <laughs> a stranger helping a, a, a like traveler out of the rain you know it was just one of those days so I was like thank you so much and I I, I uh I walked in I don't think I took half a dozen uh, steps And I guess what happened was some, some like water had come down off of my umbrella onto the floor and I wiped out. And when I say I wiped out in the Bellevue, it was an event. Um, I fell really hard on my right knee and then I fell on my belly. So I was belly f- 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 uh, f- uh, flopping on the floor in the Bellevue, and my umbrella goes one way, my shoe goes oh, another way. No. no one helps me, and someone laughs. And I was just like a grown-up. Yeah, so, yeah. Some some man laughed because I, I mean I'm sure it was funny. So <laughs> <laughs> not to you. It, I'm sure I'm sure yeah. though that it was. So I was crying. I was crawling around on my hands and knees. and I was trying to retrieve my umbrella and my shoe and, and my keys and everything else. And at this point when I tell people what happened, everyone says, why didn't you just leave? And I say, well, I paid for lunch. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I paid for lunch. I'm go- and I was there. Yeah. I was there. So I thought, I'm going. You're going to pull
3: yourself together.
1: And I was going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, keep in mind, I didn't know anybody there. Um, I walk in. I noticed at my table, all of my table, uh, table mates were dry, which meant that they hugged all the parking. So I uh, <laughs> instantly was not a fan of them. No. But um, I ate and I left. So it was that night I had had plans with a really good friend, my Friend Andrea to go out just where we live in in media and have a a meal. So we were at the Iron Hill and we were catching up. And because it was a monsoon day, I decided uh, you know no more heels. Um, I'm going to to wear cowboy boots. So I'm in my uh, cowboy boots and Andrea comes in and she's wearing red you know patent leather orange peep toe pumps. And I said, what are you doing in those shoes in this monsoon? And Andrea said, they make me feel really good on this crappy day. So I'm going to wear them. And I was like, that's awesome. So we were, we were catching up and talking and a woman came over and said, you know, I have to tell you both, your shoes are awesome. And we were like, we know, you know, (laughs) Yeah. So <laughs> we were we were talking to her about sales and shoes and heel heights and the man that she was um, she was with left. So I said, you know, I don't I'm sorry, but I, I think your date left. And she goes, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I work with him. So I said, OK, pull up a chair. So she did. And we talked for about two hours with her so we then um we decided we wanted to all go out again and we made a date for about two weeks time so when that day came that we were due to go out i emailed them both and i said let's um all wear our our most fabulous shoes because we met and bonded over shoes Yeah, so as i was going out of the house I, I stopped and I put on my phone on Facebook, I'm going out to Fabulous Shoe Night. And I got like 85 likes and like 30 comments. And one friend even came and tracked us down and crashed. So I thought, okay, I think I've hit on a really fun, fun concept of, you know, what I can do maybe every month with just me and my own friends. But then it got bigger every month. And they were then bringing their friends. So with our growing numbers, yes, I like shoes, but I'm not just about shoes. Oh, so not at all. I realized with our, our growing numbers that I could probably add a charitable component to this and do a, a little good in the world, yeah. and, and then that's just how it evolved.
3: That's great. You know what? We're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to really get into how you took it to the next level. We'll be right back.
4: It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face. Not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call a mutual fund store now in East Norrington and Cherry Hill, 877 239 8330. That's 877
2: 239 8330. The Women's Professional Network of Villanova University sponsors and supports programming for all Villanova women in order to encourage professional growth and development. The purpose is to connect women from all five colleges to educate and ignite change. They are thrilled to have this organization to foster creative collaboration with women across all industries. For more information or to offer ideas and suggestions, please contact them at wpn at villanova.edu or visit their website at villanova.edu slash WPN. Go Nova!
5: Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large, businesses as well as nonprofits, and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Women
3: to Watch here on WWDB AM 860. I'm in the studio today with Jennifer McDevitt. And Jennifer founded an organization called Fabulous Shoe Night. Um, and I should point out, which I neglected to do at the beginning of the show, it, it is an organization that uh, Jennifer created as a charitable organization on a very, very simple concept, which is what I love so, so much about it. And uh, right before the break, Jennifer was talking about how the Idea came to be, and it was after a, a horrendous week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some bad luck. Um, but I'd love to know. So you know, you, obviously, you, you you found your catchphrase. You know, fabulous yes. shoe night. And yeah. you just were mentioning to a friend you were going to go out and have a great night. And for some reason, that that phrase stuck with your friends and, oh, and women. Why do
1: you think that was? You know, I don't I don't know what it is, and I don't think I've really figured that part of it out yet. But I can tell you this much. I have noticed this, and, and now our chapter leaders, women who lead Fabulous Shoe Night chapters, Anytime we say the word um, or the words Fabulous Shoe Night to a woman who, who may not have heard it, nine times out of ten, their eyes get big, and they're like,
3: what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. This
1: is fabulous. So, you know, it's a very basic um, uh, premise. We, um, I always feel that I have... Uh, I have tons of shoes. I love shoes. And I would always say to my husband, we've got to go out more. I'm not wearing my shoes, you know? <laughs> and I think we all... to get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, you, Well, right?
2: You know? You really do.
1: <laughs> so, and I think that not every wo- woman, but I think as a whole, I think most of us... Um, maybe see a pair of shoes and, and we just have to have them. Or maybe we have bought a pair of shoes for, say, a cousin's wedding. And then they just kind of sit on the shelf and they, they gather dust. So what what Fabulous Shoe Night is, is you can wear whatever shoes make you feel feel. Fabulous on the inside, and they can be either either cowboy boots or clogs, whatever you want. That night,
3: what? Because right, we, we wear yes. different shoes all the time depending on our mood.
1: Yes, and yes. I I also. I mean, the, the one thing that I never want people to think is that the word fabulous only entails those those super high-heeled and very high-end shoes. That's not us at all. We are not about that at all. So you can come and wear whatever shoes you feel good in because, as I always say, everyone has that inner fabulous Fabulousness, and we do have it. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a $25 cost to attend our events, and they're always held at a local restaurant. So the $25 will include heavy appetizers. It includes a reduced price on drinks, but then it also includes a $15 donation to a local charity that that that, that we have chosen to, to benefit that night. Right. We also have a lot of raffle items that people donate, and 100% of the raffle money will also go to the charity. So Fabulous Shoe Night, I like to say, is very, very... Um, I, I think it's just very, very very local. We always choose a mom-and-pop, like a local place to hold it because we want to help out in the uh, local economy. We always want to benefit a local charity. And we also always want to highlight a local business to act as our, our sponsor. Mm-hmm. And, and what that means is that they will pay for all or part of the food that night. hmm and then we, we, in turn, will advertise for them. So um, I really think that, you know, here we are on this planet, and I think that everyone can help. But I I also think it's very important to help where you live and work, because mm-hmm. there are people in your backyard who you might not even know about who, who need help.
3: Yeah, that's such a good point, because I feel that today we have such knowledge of what's happening globally. because of the Internet and, and, you know, the news the way it is. And we're so kind of – there's there's such compelling stories about what's happening in in other states, other countries, and we do forget to look right where we are. And and if everybody kind of, you know, focused on their own communities, that might be a better way to –
1: Make the world a better place. And and I mean, yes, because that's how I feel. I feel like we can completely make the world a better place, a neighborhood at a time, a chapter at a time. So, you know, one of the things that I love most about Fabulous Shoe Night, and a lot of people have pointed this out to me, is that it's win, 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 win. I mean, li- literally everybody wins. Mm-hmm. The local restaurant owner wins because we, we typically have our events on a Tuesday night maybe when they're not as busy. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, charity certainly wins. Mm-hmm. Our, our sponsor wins because we really do, we give them access to what I call um, a closed audience of what is, you know, probably their target demographic um i think the uh, women who come to fabulous shoe night also win one of the things i don't want is i i really don't ever want people to call us a networking group and the reason why is because well you know first i i was a nurse and then i was a mommy so had i heard about a group called fabulous shoe night And had I heard it was a networking group, I would have been like, oh, no, I can't go. I don't have anything to network. Here I think it's these moms who are home all day who really just need a night out to put on a pair of shoes that make them feel good, go out with their friends, have a good time. It's a very, very affordable night out that does good in the world. If you want to network, come and network. If you want to come out and meet new people, we've had people who have moved to the area and have heard about Fabulous Shoe Night and thought, oh, you know what? I like shoes and I'm gonna go people leave and they have friends mm-hmm. like it's just it's just what I always call and at every event I go to I always kind of I I, I, I I don't know I just kind of like take a seat back and I look at the room and I just want to observe and I always see what I call a pink happy glow because it's just also feel good we are there having fun we are or meeting each other, and it's all for a good
3: cause. Yeah. Well, it's just this is what I think is so great about it. Number one, that it is so affordable, but yet there really is a you know um, a significant amount going to a charity. Yeah. And it's there's no expectations on the women that are coming. They're, they're going and they know that they're doing something good and they're just going to relax and have fun. Right, right. You know? And you don't have to have a business. Not at all. To network. My feeling is whenever you go anywhere, even socially and you're meeting people, you're you're learning something and it might take you to something else in your life that you weren't thinking about.
1: Right, right. So, you know, and I just love the fact that women love it. Yeah. They love it. So here I thought that, okay, cool, I've hit on a really fun, fun concept that I can do with just me and my friends every month, and we can get our shoes out of the closet, right. and that's our tagline. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I, I, I think as I had said earlier, I realized with our growing numbers, we could maybe kind of fit in a charitable component and raise money for charities and then I thought okay good I'll just do that here I had no idea that it would just explode as it
3: has like tell me tell me about your very first one so you know you had this idea and who did you look to who helped you get you know the women to come how did you publicize it
1: You know, Susan, how it just evolved was, I mean, the whole thing was just very, very organic. I was the one and only chapter leader for about eight or nine months until we opened up our next chapter. So I always, I coined a little phrase, I think I coined it, I don't know. But you know, here I don't have a business background and yet now I am running a business. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I'm making it up as I go along. I'm finding out what works and what doesn't and I'm flying by the seat of my uh, Spanx because (laughs) (laughs) I I am, I'm making it up as I go along. I'm gonna see what works and what doesn't work. So I'm gonna say the first couple of events we had, it was just mainly me and my
3: friends and the first chapter would be on in my time?
1: hometown if- in in me, media pa media. okay so yeah. media pa was the first chapter yes yes, yes. that's our founding chapter mm-hmm. and then I joined the networking group where I I met you it's right. called Femfessionals and I had a woman come up to me and say you know what Jen I love what you do I want to open up a chapter and I was like oh okay, that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> So it just kind of evolved over time. And now I'm going to say it was in like a 12 month period. We opened up 18 chapters in six uh, states. So it has in really one year. in a 12 month period from May of 2012 to May of 2013. We just had Tremendous growth.
3: Yeah, that's incredible.
1: And you know, now things are starting to shake out. We're having you know one or or two chapters merge. I'm I'm having one chapter I think maybe cl- close down, but now I'm going to open up in Texas. Like we we go as far as uh, Las Vegas and San Francisco, mm-hmm. and and the whole thing, how the whole thing came about. You know, here I I I really feel as though because of the prayer that I. I asked God, I talked to God, show me what it is you want me to do. You know, I don't mean to sound un-PC here, and I know that a lot of references and stuff to God not, you know, everyone may like, but I have felt the hand of God in this so many times. How we got our Las Vegas chapter was a complete, you know, uh, uh, fluke. It was the, the hand of fate and the hand of God, and that is a gigantic, chapter out there and they just love us I- I- in Las Vegas and well, it's tell just, me how
3: that came about who was, was the connection so, it was so
1: obtuse it was so strange I was at one of our net- networking events and okay well you know how in FemFest channels how everyone has to stand up they have to say who they are and they have to give what is known as a 30 second pitch well I'm the only one who does fabulous shoe night so I guess everyone just kind of, of like knows me I noticed a young young girl, a beautiful girl. Her name is uh, Tori Woodhill, and she had a fashion blog, and she was also a, an online an online okay, traffic reporter. So I, she had what I'll call, I'm going to say maybe fairy dust or something on her. She caught my eye, and I remember thinking that girl is going to be a star. And I always wanted to meet her, and we just never met we just did not meet but she knew who I was and I knew how she was well it turned out her blog had gotten some uh, attention it's called polished four pennies and it's all about how to look good on a budget and she was on a show I don't know the name of the show but it was a nationwide show it has since been canceled so they had like a chef on it a doctor and a fashion person and that that's fashion person was Tim Gunn of uh, Project Runway. So she was on the couch with uh, Tim Gunn, and I didn't know any of this. And she was seen by a woman in Las Vegas. And the woman in Las Vegas went onto Facebook and liked uh, Tori's page called Polish for Pennies. So unbeknownst to me, I don't even know how much later this was, uh, Tori put on her Facebook page, hey, everybody, you have to check out my girlfriend's group. It's called Fabulous Shoe Night. We hadn't even met at this point. And she or she was touting me.
3: See how generous that was? That, that was
1: wonderful. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. wonderful. We hadn't even met yet. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, knew that we did have a charitable component and just, I, I guess, really, really liked it. So anyway, uh, this woman, Julie, in Las Vegas, um, she went and, like, Googled me and was like, we, we've we got to open up a chapter in Las Vegas. And we did over the course of I don't know how many months, and I went out there for our launch, and it was in August of 2012. And I hadn't been to Las Vegas since I was probably four years old. You know, I was I've with never my been. Uh, yeah, and I didn't ever really think I wanted to. I, I don't gamble. Um, I always felt as if I wanted to go see a show. We live right right near New 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 York. I can just take a little two-hour ride, and I'm there. Um, so I just hadn't been. And I cannot tell you how impressed I am with the people of Las Vegas and their heart. Um, I think a total of either 89 or 92 women came to our our first fabulous June night event That's
4: tremendous. in
1: Las Vegas. I had women coming up to me and thanking me, and what they would say was, you know, I had no idea that the, like, local economy in Las Vegas was so bad, so they were coming up and saying, thank you so much because you have given us a very affordable girls' night out that I don't have to feel bad about, and... We're also helping other people. And the charity we helped that, that day is called Project 150, and they are so now near and dear to my heart. Um, it is a charity that helps the over 5,000 homeless teens in Las mm. Vegas. So we were able to buy, I'm going to say, about 80 backpacks that was very uh, specific to a certain high school where we had a list of everything that these kids would need. And, and they handpicked, um, I don't know, I, I guess it was about 80 kids who they knew could not afford either backpacks or the things that they would need. And we we, we got them 80 backpacks. and. Um, Project 150, their thing is as long as these kids have a valid um, a school ID and they can prove that they are in school, they set up a store in the high school and they have everything from a cup of soup and instant oatmeal to a, a, a like prom gown. And as long as these children are in, in, in school, that they can go and shop and take whatever they need. That's a great idea. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah.
3: How are the charities selected? Does the chapter uh, person decide which charity the money's going to, or how is that determined?
1: I leave it up to our chapter leader because I don't know where the need lies in that certain area. Okay. So our chapter leaders have to hold, right now we're at a minimum of about eight events a year. I I don't know if I'm going to maybe uh, tweak that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so but uh, we've learned it's best that we really do change up our charities. So I like to say that they need to have a minimum of four charities to help in, in a year. And if they want to help them each to two, two times in that year.
3: OK. Yeah. Where are you looking to go next? I'm sure you're always thinking about the next state to open a new chapter. Are you working with somebody? Right I here?
1: am. We are. Um, I think where we will be opening next will be in Texas. I'm in 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 contact with a a, a woman out in Austin, Texas. I don't see any reason why we cannot take this concept. Um, I think nationwide Mm -hmm. and not only nationwide, I don't see any reason why we can't go to Australia and, you know, just I, I really think that we can take it. I think, globally.
3: Sure. You know, and and the more—every time you you meet someone else in another place, they have their own network. They have their own friends. So it all spreads out.
1: Yes. Yeah. But I think everything is in God's time. I think all of our growth has been very, very organic. I don't want to get too big too fast Mm -hmm. because we are still—I'll— I I really feel that, you know, almost all of our kinks are worked out, but there's always ways to improve it. So I don't want to go viral just yet. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know what? We're going to take one last quick break. And and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that, how you're managing your day and how you're managing, you know, it's gone way beyond just you now. We'll be right back.
2: The Women's Professional Network of Villanova University sponsors and supports programming for all Villanova women in order to encourage professional growth and development. The purpose is to connect women from all five colleges to educate and ignite change. They are thrilled to have this organization to foster creative collaboration with women across all industries. For more information or to offer ideas and suggestions, please contact them at wpn at villanova.edu or visit their website at villanova.edu slash WPN. Go Nova!
5: Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large. Businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, Insource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. Insource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact Insource today at 610 592 0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need.
4: It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face to face. Not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call a Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch here at WWDB AM 860. Uh, my name is Sue Rocco, in case I didn't mention that. And I'm here today with Jennifer McDevitt, who is the founder of Fabulous Shoe Night, a really terrific organization that brings women out for a fun evening and also donates um, to multiple charities, um, charities that are actually very local in the community and selected by the uh, chapter leaders. And something we were talking uh, during the break and Jennifer mentioned that her leaders actually get paid for what they do. I think that's a really important thing to point out.
1: Yes, yes. Our chapter leaders are paid if certain criteria are met. So as I had said, there is a $25 fee to attend our event and that 15 of that will always go to a local charity. If, um, and our chapter leaders work in conjunction with our charities, and I like to say that it's a partnership. Um, so if, the charity and the chapter leader have found a local business to act as a, a sponsor and pay for the food that night our chapter leaders can, can can make money per head on the number of people who come in the door on top of that there are other ways that they can, can, can make money as well we will be advertising soon on our site and on the website which is fabulousjunite.com mm-hmm. um, so yes yeah, so I want to pay them I want to because I feel like, you know, I can't say it's a full-time job because it is not. We have women who have full-time jobs, who are all also chapter leaders and they and they're also moms as well. So it, it does fit. We have chapter leaders who run two, two chapters. Um, so I, I mean, I really think it's about as much work as a part-time job. I would guess it's about maybe four hours a week to put on an event. And it's 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 just not that that much, but there is time involved. There is effort involved, and I want to pay them, and I want to pay them well.
3: Talk about exactly what you know. Give a typical uh, event and what a chapter leader would be doing. way okay. to
1: prep for it. Um, our chapter leaders are working in conjunction with a contact person in the charity. So we have we, we, we do a lot of work with social media. So we will kind of hand feed our charity certain things to put online. Um, to to kind of get people in the door, they have to deal with uh, a restaurant manager. They have to talk about the food. Like we have certain ch- uh, chapter leaders who go to the same restaurant every month. And then we have other chapter leaders like now in Las Vegas where it's it's such a different market. Mm. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. that they do change it up every event. So um, I'm, then what else? Uh
3: you know, well, the social media is probably huge because you're trying to, you know, um, get attention out there and get women in the door. We
1: need feet in the door.
3: We right. need fabulous feet in the door.
1: Fabulous yes, feet. yes, <laughs> yes. And I always say, the more feet that are in the door, the the more money will go to the charity. So on an average night for a local charity, and that is one of our hallmarks. We we just really want to work with the local charities. Right. Uh, we 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 raise between a thousand and two. Uh, thousand dollars a night for local charities.
3: Yeah, that's terrific. You know, actually, I attended one of the events and there was live music. Which one were you at? CH7 in Chestnut Hill. Oh, and yeah. And there was a guitar player who yes. was really yes. good. Yes.
1: And it's a fun night, right? Oh, it was a great night. It's, it's it. And, you know, we do let our charities, you know, talk a little bit because they do want to tell a little bit about the cause that everyone yes. is there so for that night. so people give
3: beyond that evening.
1: And, yes. And then also, we also, if you want, if you're a local business and you want to promote your business to... You know our uh, audience that we have I, I also let our our sponsors talk a bit but i have a very hard and fast rule and that is uh, both the charity and the, the the sponsors can only talk for a total of two minutes We're there to have fun. We are not there to sit and listen to people talk. We're there to have fun.
3: Yeah. And how about, do do the chapter leaders have an opportunity to just kind of, or maybe they can do it amongst themselves about um, trying to get additional leaders to open new chapters.
1: I always tell, I always tell our chapter leaders or even just, you know, people I meet who say, oh, what do you do? And I love when people ask me what I do because I always say I have the best job in the world.
5: And I do. (laughs) But
1: um, what do you call yourself? (laughs) Well, you know, I made it up too. I made up my own job. And my husband (laughs) said, you know, I don't think you really realize, Jennifer, that you you had an idea. And it was just an idea, and it was nothing else. And look what you have created yeah. of, of an idea. So it's just kind of cool. But you know, I I say I'm the I'm, I'm the, and, and I kind of laugh at this. I'm the president and founder. Yeah, of Fabulous <laughs> I mean, I'm just a mommy, please. We but, can be whatever yeah. we want to be. Yeah, yeah. But it 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 you know I think really has turned into a full time job. This is a full time job now, and I am going constantly all over the place I'm exhausted all the time there's just so much and I'm doing it all I'm doing it all so I don't really have time yet okay all right case in point uh one of of the women in our networking group is a virtual assistant Yes, and I met with her two weeks ago 10 10 10 days ago yes have I had time to look at her contract yet No. Like, that's how busy (laughs) I am. I haven't even had time to look at her, her, and and I need her to help me, and I haven't even had time yet to really sit down and see what it is she'll do for me. Well, you
3: know what? We should talk about that. You know, I always um, like to ask my guests how they manage their days and and how do you get through everything because um, people that are listening that perhaps have some thoughts about starting their own business or starting a new career um, after years out of, you know, Years being home, and they don't really, you know, they see someone like you, um, they think I could never do that. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, some of us manage things as they come at us, you know, and some of us are very organized, and we set a certain number of hours every day to do emails, phone calls, you know, whatever it is. How do you do it? Well, you know what?
1: I mean, as uh, you were talking right now, the people out there who can hear us could not see me shaking my head because I (laughs) am not organized at all. Um, I'm a very right brained person. I'm very, very creative. I have ideas, you know, all of that stuff when it comes to doing things like accounting. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah. this so well. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, I can relate to that. Yeah, I'm not really good at that I can totally part relate to that. And I mean, I have to be, I have, because I do pay out our charities. And I would like to say that on an average month, I'm paying out about $10,000 a month to various charities. Mm-hmm. So this is a concept that does work. And I do all of that online I have my bank, quick banking I don't do QuickBooks I have um, our bank does um, we have online bill pay so I just have everything Good. there and mm-hmm. we do it that way but um, and I don't want to like plug our bank because I'm changing banks but anyway okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. but um, on an average day you know I'm, I'm a mom I'm a mom, so... We should it, mention, you have three boys I and a husband th- and yes. three dogs. I, yes, and all of our dogs are male dogs. Oh, my gosh. So there's a lot of testosterone in my house. Yes, like that is a lot. Overflowing testosterone. <laughs> and I think this is kind of why I I began Fabulous June. I, I need girl time. Yeah, I need time you need to be... some femininity in really your life. I really do. I really, really do. And yes. I don't know... I mean, when people hear that I have all boys, they're, they're like, oh, my goodness, God bless you. I don't know any different. I oh, have great boys, wonderful. and they're awesome. I have one. He's fabulous. Right. And he's he's, fabulous. They're fabulous, yeah. yes. So, you know, on an average day, I'm doing laundry. Um, my ha- You know, all right, I want to tell you guys a secret now. Um, <laughs> Shh. I, work Everybody lean in. Yeah. I work at home. I work at home. Um, I have an office upstairs, but it seems as though I do most of my work at the kitchen table. It's just where I just seem to be. And I, I don't think I touch a breakfast dish or make a bed or do anything until probably four o'clock when everyone is home and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to run around the house and be like, make the beds and wash the dishes. Make so you're getting it in a couple hours. It looks like I've done something all yeah. day when actually I've worked my butt off all day. Yeah. I have meetings all the time, phone I have calls. lunch meetings, yeah. phone calls, emails, um, but my house is a bomb until about four or five <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. And I want my husband to come home to something that's not chaos.
4: Yeah. Because you know I mean? he works hard too. We should point out. Right. Yes. Yes.
1: And I don't, I want it to look like I've actually accomplished something during right. the day, right. but I don't do it until like probably four o'clock in the afternoon. So if people ever pop by, I'm embarrassed. Like there, my house is a bomb.
3: Yeah. But you know, it's so easy. And I know, because I do this too, to get, to, to sit down at your laptop, Um, to check some emails, and four hours later you know you're looking Yeah, and half the day is gone.
1: Well, you know, it's just unreal how fast time goes when you I remember when our kids were toddlers and I would be like one day they're going to be in school all day for 6 hours a day. Right. I look at the clock and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're coming home in half an hour." Right. <laughs> right. <now."> <laughs> <laughs> went I didn't yeah. I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. Yeah. So, I run around a lot. I have a lot. I, I meet with a lot of charities. I meet with a lot of people. I'm always doing some yeah. Um, I'm doing emails. I'm doing social media. Radio With, shows. Radio shows, yes. Yes.
3: Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to talk about, um, we don't have a whole lot of time left. And and during the break, again, we were talking briefly about the fact that if, you know, and again, this is a show about women and, and trying to help women kind of find their way, and, and especially if they've been mothers and wives and they've been home for a long time. Um, what advice would you give them for taking that next step? Um, we talked about the fact that you have to kind of go through life with your eyes open and your head up. And right. and it's really important to kind of be looking for the signs and listening. Yeah. And I, that happened for you. Yes, it
1: did. Um, I... I, you know, it's so weird because when I was a mom and I would watch like the Oprah show and I would see people who have done something incredible, I would be like, oh, well, that's them. I don't have that. I think that everyone has something in them that they can contribute to the world. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yes. And I think you just have to really, you have to, to just listen to your heart because it will never, ever lead you wrong. I never thought had you told me five, years ago that I would be the head of what is now becoming a national organization, I would have laughed at you and I'm doing it and it's working. And, um, I, I never thought I had it in me, but I, I was, I think when you take the time
3: to just listen to mm-hmm. your heart, even right. Cause you talked about prayer and, and some people, maybe they don't pray, right maybe they, but it's, it's just listening. Yes. And really and just being still and thinking hard about, you know, what's important to you. And I don't think of it as a prayer. I think I just talked. Yeah. I talked to the God that I feel. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, please give your contact information before we finish up so that people that are listening, they want to become chapter leaders oh, or they yes, want to I'd learn more that. about it. I'd How do they that. contact you?
1: If they would just send an email and it, it'll go to Jennifer, two Ns, one F J E N N I F E R, at fabulous shoe com, and then I'll get it.
3: And your website is fabulousshoenight.com. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you, coming Susan. in today. It was fun, fun on this rainy, yucky <laughs> yes. day. Thank and you. thanks for listening, everyone, to Women to Watch here on WWDB AM 860. And my name is Sue Rocco. And if you have any questions for me, you can reach me at 215-313-5561. Have a great week, everyone.